Welcome back to the first episode of the new year on the Trainer and Trainer podcast. You know what I'm saying? We, man, we excited to be back. I am your co-host, Jamal Richardson, a.k.a. JMR Basketball. <laughs> I know, excuse me. Excuse me, I am, I am smacking. I, I do have a Chipotle bowl, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Chipotle. But before, before, oh, go ahead. And as y'all know, down below, my co-host, my brother, my dog. You know, you know what time it is, man. But before we get started, man, I do got to complain about this Chipotle next to my house. This Chipotle just ran, they ran, they ran, bro, what Chipotle, you know, runs out of case. You're probably going to lose it. I've never eaten Chipotle. That's cool. I, like, listen, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. You're not missing you anything. I'm going to tell you that right Because Kava, as a place called Kava, you got to go mm -hmm. to Kava is way better than Chipotle. Like, healing Chipotle. But this Chipotle right by my house ran out of queso. They ran out of pep because I, I, like, I like to get the vegetables. It's got the, the onions, the uh, bell pepper, red pepper. They got, you know what I'm saying? Just, it's good. But they, they I was out of that. They was out of lettuce. It was out of chicken. No, excuse me. I got the last bit of chicken. I got the fresh last chicken, and they were out of uh, they were out of pico. So what did they have? Guac, Fox, corn. Lettuce, brown rice. That's all they had, bro. I'm, I'm sure they blame. I'm sure they blame. Crazy man. Right. I know. I should want. I, I should like Tilly said. I should want the Chick Fil A. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of Chick Fil A though. Fried food. Gotta get away from the fried food. Man. Get... I know it, man. I know it. All right, man. So let's jump into it, man. Um, let's jump into it. So we know we. First, well, first off, before we get to into anything, man, we want to make sure we send in our prayers and sympathy. Damn. Hey, Demar Hey, we are terrible. Demar Hayden. Demar Hayden. No, we're terrible. No, but it's it's the thought that counts. Thought that counts. We want to send our our, our prayers and 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 love to Demar Hayden and to all those affected. Um, to the Buffalo Bills organization, to the Cincinnati Bengals organization, to Demar's family. Um, and to just everybody, man, that's impacted by this, man. Like, that is something we mm. have never seen in person, especially live. You know what I'm saying? Um, and kudos. Much respect to both head coaches. Much respect to the NFL for postponing the game and for not rescheduling the game. I mean, and because I think, man, we got to keep in perspective, man. Like, this is a human life we're talking about, and that is a, a – such a scary thing, man. So we want to make sure you keep him in prayer. I know right currently, right now, he's kudos, in kudos so, to the M EMT, man, we just pray that EMT team on site. Oh, Shout out to yes, them too, man, for man. keeping fact, big fact, big facts, man. So we want to, so we want to, we want to make sure that we, uh, we do that, man. We want to, man, make sure we keep keep him in prayer, man, and, and keep his family in prayer. And I tell you what, the power of sports, though. And this is this is and this is this is the, the the beauty and unity in sports, man. Because this happened, and again, you 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 forget about you forget about the division. You forget about not liking this and not liking that. But everybody was unified mm -hmm. of all walks of life because 
we were concerned and we had human care and love for a person that nobody knew, you know, from just from the outside in. But the fact that he laid his life, like he's, he's literally sac like pretty much sac like you, you right. sacrifice your life when you playing football. Like it's just, you want to play away. And for people, and then this is, this is what I love about the unity of sports. They, uh, uh, Hayden has a he has a he has a foundation that he raises a toy he, he does a toy drive and on the GoFundMe every year he only asks for twenty five hundred dollars that is yeah. over currently over three million dollars donated he was like at four point five love that yeah yeah that's awesome you know what I'm saying love they're that they're still though. good uh, they're still love good love that wholeheartedly still good people out here man still good people out here man so. Hey man, big dog. We praying for you, man. We love you, and you gonna you gonna pull through. Can't wait to see you back, man. We can't wait to see you back with your family, with your loved ones, and with your team. So we keeping you, man. Keeping you in our prayers and thoughts, man, and your family. Salute for sure. Um, all right, man. Let's get to it, man. So you know, let's go and talk about it, man. Yesterday, it was a lot of scoring yeah. going on yesterday. Out of Mitchell. Spider Man, shout out my shout out my boy, seventy one points. Joel Embiid, forty four points. Demar Derozan, forty four points. Clay Thompson, fifty four points. LeBron James, forty two points. It was a lot of but it was a lot of it was a lot of it. It's been a lot of buckets. It's been a lot of buckets going on. So I'm gonna let you lead it off because I know we both discussed a particular aspect of. Why these scoring outbursts yeah. have taken yeah, place? So let's you talk about it. You got the floor. New Year's Eve, and I was like, bro, we have to talk about how the scoring is at a high surge pace, whatever you want to call it right now, in the NBA. And I was like, the NBA, in my personal opinion, has never been easier to score. And I'm saying it because of this. The rules are designed right now for offenses to to be successful if if you, you are if you stay in attack mm -hmm. mode, if you're the guy most time if you're the guy on a team you have a chance every night to get 30 to 40 to 50 to whatever point on a regular basis because of the way the, the way the game is now the floor is completely spread with shooters all over the floor so you nobody sits in the paint because of defensive three seconds you can't you can't touch anybody outside the perimeter for real if you do it's a foul so it's definitely designed for a player who has the ball constantly to be in attack mode, attacking the paint, especially off the pick and roll. Once you get the switch, and nine times ten you're getting a big or a mismatch on a guard who can't defend well, you're you're really mm -hmm. if you miss is really on you. If you miss, I, I think what people are really sleeping on is why I really feel this way. People are getting 50, 60, 70 points, but they're doing it like at a high efficiency rate. Like people are shooting. People are people are That's shooting at sixty percent from the yes. field, seventy percent from the field, and scoring fifty, sixty points. Back in the day, I hate being the old man hater. Back in the day, my man, a man gets fifty. Believe me, he took thirty-five solid shots. If he got, if he got fifty, he probably took thirty-five shots. So, I'm not taking away from any guys in the NBA. The guys are skilled. They're very high skilled. They're way more skilled than basketball has ever been. Basketball is in a good place. I'm not taking nothing away from it. But as a purist that I pride myself in being, it's just crazy to sit here and watch how games are 140 
to 135 and they're not doing it in overtime. This is regulation. Like, I'm a, I'm a better, so I bet every night. Over-unders on games be like 240 and 245. When does that ever happen? Like – That's never happened. And, like – Bound it has never happened. The over. It's probably going to go over. Every time. You have to. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it, but then I do think something's wrong with it. That's like a catch-22 for me. Yes, I enjoy watching it, but I also think it bogs the game down because there's no defense. Like, none. Like, nobody's playing any defense. Like I told you, the core that's on the phone, the Heat are averaging 109 points, and they're 29th in the league in scoring. That's crazy. 109 points would used to be in the top 10 in the NBA. <laughs> now it's the bottom of the league. I feel like that the NBA has changed the rules. It's making the average fan watch the game more now, so I get it. And it's exciting to watch at times. But it's also getting to the point for a guy that prided himself on playing defense when he was playing basketball. It's almost like, damn, what do you do? I see Patrick Beverly on um, Coldest Balls with Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart was like, tell me the defensive guys in the league. He said, there's only three of us. It's me, Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart. That's it. Defensive guard. He said, that's it. And I kept thinking, like, damn, he's right. He's right. Nobody plays He's absolutely right. anymore. It's not even like a necessity anymore. When someone's a two-way player, they get they get blew up so much because it's so rare right now. It is like I'm not saying it's the game not a good place. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not. I'm not one of these old haters. Oh my god, they couldn't play in our era. I'm not saying all that stuff. It's just crazy to see how much the game has changed. That's all I'm saying. It's just crazy. And the answer. Because I know at one point in time, too, bro, it's funny that even with, you know, like last year, I don't know if you remember the beginning of last year, the last season, how refs were being a little bit more yeah. swallowing the whistle. Guards of letting the physicality, like, kind of, you know what I mean, really take place. And I don't know if it's a case of, Maybe it's a, a, a fact of injuries. You know, the fact that it was more physical, more injuries were taking place. I don't know. But now, it's, it's, I think it's gotten back to, like you said, what it was originally. And refs were blowing their whistle a lot, a ton. And so, now, I will say this. I think depending on the era, like I know like in the, eight, like the late 80s, 90s, of course, and even like early 2000s, Early 2000s. What up, Sky? Shout out my boy, Sky, need, man. Need, uh, need to be on. Early 2000s. Like it, oh, yeah, yeah. Sky, we got to get you on. Yeah, Sky, I'm going to hit you up. We're gonna get, we got to get you on the pod. But during the, like, late 80s, early 90s, 2000s, but not, maybe not like 80s, but scoring back then, too, they was they were putting up. They weren't playing that much defense back then, too. Like, back when Pistol Pace was playing, they was scoring about 100. 125, 135, 140. You know what I'm saying? So I think like the but the the area where they really slowed down, I think when the game, and this is I think this is a part of the testament to what you were saying, because and at that time you gotta look at the positioning and how the, the changing of like player archetypes really kind of changed the landscape of the game. Nineties, two thousands, right. centers were a premium. You know what I'm saying? You had you had dominant centers 
And it was really just a sure. half-court game. So games were 95 to 94. Rarely did you see, you know, I mean, you saw a couple hundred games, but it was like, like you said, like 109, 107. wasn't anything too crazy because, again, mm -hmm. the, again, the mm -hmm. game was such a half-court game during that time. But it was the physicality component, too, you know what I'm saying, that really took place. But then once you started to see players stretch the floor, you know, be – Bigs were becoming not just back to the basket anymore. They were able to step out, you know, spacing the floor, being able to even put it on the floor for for DHOs and, and being able to create, take it off the break and go. And it sped the game up. And then obviously, you know, with the with the with the with you know with the infusion of Steph Curry and him just completely changing the entire landscape of basketball by being just such a dominant three point shooter. Made everybody have to like change suit and mm -hmm. follow suit with how they played the game because he really like he really revolutionized and changed it to the point to where it's like you said teams teams that are not even characteristically good at shooting threes are that, averaging at least 33, 33 point attempts a game <laughs> and, 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 and 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 when analytics I was like like the analytics part too when analytics start to really infuse itself into the game today. I really felt like that changed like the whole landscape of it as well, because now teams and organizations are starting to play numbers and they're looking at percentages of shots, which well now we can go back to the, what we, you know, what you and I talk about with field. Well, at times where they were calling the mid range, a bad shot. And then because they're saying is, okay, if you're going to take this many tools, we're going to live with the fact that we're going to take just as many threes and we're still going to generate more points even though we may miss more threes than you make twos, those threes are going to add up as more to more points than yeah. you just racking up those twos. So we'll live with taking the two. And so I think that too has also been a part of why you start to see this change. And, and, and again, I, I, I do, I, I'm with you on that because now don't get me wrong. Oh, it's awesome. From a it's scoring awesome. standpoint, like, like yesterday, what, listen, bro, Watching – and, and, and here's, here's what I got to give Donovan and Luca. I got to give them credit on this. It wasn't that their their performances were mm -hmm. in blowouts, you know, in regards to they just – they were just going crazy. They blew the other team out. Like, their their team – every team was down double-digit points. And then when they scored – and when they scored their point, they scored them in meaningful – impactful moments of that game. Donovan Mitchell only had six. People don't realize that 16 points at halftime. 16 points at half. Oh. And when I tell you, he completely took over. But again, a big part of that, he got to, he generated a lot of fives. He got to the free throw line 25 times. Okay. 25 times. That's a lot of fives. It's a whole lot of fives for sure. Whole lot of fouls, you know what I'm saying? So, I think it's, and I think what kind of does, I won't say this though. I think what does kind of like level it back though is playoff basketball, because playoff basketball it turns into a half court game, and it turns it, in essence it turns into a slugfest to a certain degree, because now it's not you don't get as many opportunities to be you know to to get out and transition and play, and with the scheduling. Some guys are, you know, some teams are playing back to back. 
And so they may not have the legs and so on and so forth. So it's, it's a lot of different, it's a lot of different benefactors in how, you know, some of these guys are getting performed. And it's, and again, like, like you said, it's not to take away from this yeah. guy's talent because talent is talent. And then we ain't going to get run. Like you said, talent in today's yeah. NBA is at a premium. I don't give a damn what you say, what era. Ain't no era touching the talent in this NBA. And we got a big seven-foot-four dude finna come over here and, and get busy. And, and that young boy, school, I, seen it, oh, man, listen, I don't know if you saw oh, it tonight. He puts – oh, you see – Lord, have, hey, listen, man. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, 2.0. Russell Westbrook with pace. Remember I said that. And with Russell, Russell Westbrook with pace. I'm telling you, we got so much talent in the NBA, and it's not – you know what? And it's crazy. And, and, and I think when Josh Hinley said this yesterday, let's take my boy Rob Covington. He last year he had forty three points and made eleven threes, forty three points. So it's, it 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 goes to show like man, and this is a and this is a role player. This is this is a well respected role player in exactly. the NBA. Forty three points, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? So it's out of control. Hey, man. It's out of control. It's out of control, yeah. man. It's out of control. Now, 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 okay. Now, let me, now, let me, now, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me flip a question to you. Now, now, what do you think? Now, you as a pure basketball savant, a pure basketball fan, what would you like to see change? And I don't think necessarily. I'm not gonna say necessarily control the scoring component, but just to make the defense at least have a little bit more of uh, uh, a chance. I, I, not you know what I'm saying? What would you like to see? I would go back to the older legal defense. Yeah, and you had to wait and go back to old legal defense. That's the only way you. That'll be the only way the scoring would have to slow down. You you can you can keep the fact that they can't hand check and all that stuff. We'll let that go. You can't hand check out there. I'll let that go. But I being able to have somebody to rim protect changes the game, Ma. You know that, bro. If you and and if your big can mm -hmm. protect the rim because he's out mm -hmm. in the corner with a stretch five, hoping he don't catch it and make a corner three, it just it makes it difficult. Difficult, man. Like I wish they would get rid of it. It, it would, it would, it would hurt a lot of players. Starting off, prime example, it would hurt Zion. Totally hurt Zion. It would totally hurt Zion. I was gonna say I've seen Zion live three times this year, and everything is paint touch, and it's because no one is around the rim to to contest and, and make him have to work hard mm -hmm. to score. But I really feel like that is the best way to slow the scoring down. Just get rid of the D3 and go back to what it was back in the day where it was a legal defense. I really do. Damn it. Does it affect? Yes. Does it affect, it, it affect, Giannis it affect a lot of guys. It would affect him. It would affect LeBron. Those plays for LeBron that used to be dunks are now layups. He's playing at a high level. Do not get it very twisted. I am not saying he's not. But a lot of times he attacks the basket. I'm watching the game right. like, that used to be a dunk. And now it's a layup. I understand he's in great shape, but he's still 38. And a lot of them things that he used to do when he was 28 around the basket as far as finishing is not the same. It's not the same. Yes. It's not the same. So it would hurt a lot of guys attacking the basket. It would take away from some a lot of guys' in strength because now they're going to be contested. It helps – that's facts, and with and too, it, 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 and it even I think that would even signify even more the importance 
of being yeah. able to space the floor, shoot the ball. I, I think yeah. that would make shooting even better. The way in my the now, because it hurts guys like Rudy Gobert, who can't, can't protect the rim the way he wants to. Way too early for today's big stop a man. And first of all, no disrespect to Freon. Zion is great athletic. Don't get it twisted. But Zion is a big dude. And he is not. He is not catching bodies like that anymore right now. Those are, he shoots a lot of double pump layups and stuff around the basket now. I, I do. I did notice he he's does not. not he, yeah, he does he, not dunk. He's not catching bodies like power he like he used to. times ago. Let's be very. Let's be very clear. A lot of those are just him elevating, double pumping, hanging the air long enough, laying the ball up. He has a great touch around the basket with his left hand. I am not gonna lie. He has a lot of high finishes off the glass over bigs too, where he has to touch it, lay it up high. He's not just catching bodies around the basket now with the rules they wear are now. He's not catching bodies. So if they change the rules, I really feel like it would affect him to another level. It just would. He would have to develop a jump shot. You have to. You have to develop a jump yes, shot. Yes, I agree. You have to. You have to. You have to. But 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 I think. I will say oh, I think Zion yeah. is a little bit more skilled. Oh, he is highly they're giving, skilled. They're giving, they're giving credit for it. And the one and the and the one and the one thing and the one thing that people don't give him credit for is his handle. Zion is low-key shifty too, man. Like it, people, I don't think people really appreciate like that look he got cross. he gotta look and in got and out. He gotta left. look in and out. That cross too. That's, Zion does got a handle. And it's effective now. Yeah. Again, it's effective with his power and his speed and his closeness and thing. But oh yeah, like that's 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 tough. But I think, like you said, if they did allow, and this is what Luca was talking about, why is it so much easier to score? And even talking to our, our overseas guys, like even Pat, like I was talking like Pat, like you know, like Pat's like, man, listen, like I take a beating because like guys just. Waiting on me, so she said. Sometimes, man, I can't, I can't go out to the rim. They do, like you know. And Pat yeah, is, do. you know, yeah. Pat is a physical guard. You know what I'm saying? Like he gonna, he gonna hit muscle. Like, and so he even talked about that because he said when he played in in the in the G League, he said it was just so much more more space because again, you can't sit in three seconds and help. But but overseas, you can sit in that paint. And on top of that, I think you will yeah, actually see a lot more zone defenses too. Wow. I think you know what I'm saying. So listen, if I can't if I can't guard Giannis one on one, yeah. Zion one on one, why wouldn't? Okay, we go zone up. <laughs> Let's zone up. We go zone up. We'll we'll cover we'll cover shoot we'll cover the perimeter shooters. We'll play one on one from the middle, but we got help. You send that pain to help. It, it, it would, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it'd be, be tough. That'd be tough. It would also, mm. also bring, mm. it would also bring bigs back. Every Definitely team would feel like they would need at least one big to clog up the paint. John Morant won't be a superstar. I can't agree with that. Men's jump shots come a long way. I can't agree with that. No, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm, Leon. I'm gonna say this. I think Ja will still be effective because Ja mm -hmm. does have a floor so too. I guess in between so game better. has gotten a lot better. His, his touch, his floater, like he doesn't fully depend on getting all the way to the rim a lot. Now he still attacks the rim with. You know, with with great explosiveness and athleticism, and another thing about Jai too, like Jai's very ambidextrous and he gets in it. He's very versatile in how he finishes. Like he can, he can go. Like he can finish around people. And like I was finishing over, he can finish around people. 
But he had he what? has developed his flow game. His flow game and his three point shot has got it has gotten respectful. He's not gonna be an elite three point shooter, but I think he would still be effective to the point. It would it would hurt him a little bit, but it wouldn't hurt him as much though. I don't think it would. <laughs> well, twelve is a big difference, man. Twelve is. He's in something serious, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, it would it would hurt him a little bit, but I don't think it would be. I don't. It would hurt him a little bit, though. I don't think he averages 27, 20, I think he averaged twenty eight right now. He probably averaged yeah. twenty two, twenty three. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that makes a difference. And and, and for him, y'all realize this too. Like guys like him, like that can get in transition. You're not stopping him too. So we got to take that into account. Now, it, now, it'll affect him in the half court, and you kind of got a prime example of that in, when they played he Minnesota struggled. in the round one last yeah. year. Like, that's – he struggled. Because, again, Rudy was – Rudy was, I mean, not Rudy, but uh, Cat and Nas Reed, they did a good job of rim protection. And, they you know, they sent, they sent bodies at him, and they just they, – they did a good job of funneling him and keeping him in small, tight spaces and making him have to make tough decisions in those – in those areas and making them take, make tough, you know, tough. Then you play those shots and they don't but, have any rib protection. And he goes, he goes exactly. And that's why I said, yeah. if he playing we're in not, theory, they not, might win. I just didn't say going to stop him. They were that. I'm gonna, he got hurt. Gonna stop him. I'm gonna I don't stop. want to talk about this. Again. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. I, they were down 2-1 okay. when okay. he got hurt. I don't okay. want to talk about this. <laughs> All right, all right. Next topic, we gotta talk about the hottest team uh, who, who? in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets. Yo, 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 I gotta give you credit. Your pick, your pick. That's your, that's your pick. Brooklyn Nets love the change in culture. Who should have had the job in the with Jock Vaughn? Who's exactly? Why am I eating? Because I'm hungry, bro. I just got to live. All right, what am I eating? Oh, chicken bowl. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Who, who, should, who should be in the running for coach of the year? But has those guys buying in defensively? Kevin Durant has been truly the anchor of that defense. I love the yeah, addition of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ben, 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 Simmons, ben Simmons is in the space where he can be himself. And, and he has the counterparts and pieces around him to where – they take the pressure off him needing to score, and he can just naturally be who he wants to be. And when you have two of the best scores, and let's just go on college right now, the most skilled player, not, I'm not, we're not saying the best player, the most skilled player in basketball today the, is Kyrie today. Irving. Ever. Point blank, period. The most skilled oh, basketball okay, player. Ever. Okay, ever. I am a Kobe guy. But it's tough cover, tough cover. But, hey, now listen, Kyrie Irving, most skilled Jeez. basketball player I've Jeez. ever seen, like, in my life, like, period. And when you got a seven-foot, you got a seven-footer in Kevin Durant, that's, and, and by far, this is the best year of mm -hmm. Kevin Durant's career. Mm -hmm. And that's saying a lot. Mm -hmm. That's saying a whole lot. So this, this, so for him to be in the position where I love what the Brooklyn Nets are doing, they are a scary dark horse team, you have to put them in the upper echelon of not only the Eastern Conference, but in the, in the upper echelon. Chase, I ain't going to lie. Chase, 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 I ain't going to lie. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Chase, listen. Chase, Kyrie, this is how we can do it, though. If Kyrie Irving was six foot five, he multiple multiple MVP, like not even close, multiple MVP, easily. Go ahead, go ahead. Package ever, right or wrong? Um, easily. What are we okay. talking about? Best finisher easily ever in basketball. Three handle sure. all time is not the best, right? Easily. Okay. What are we Const talking about? Top two. Odds uh, no top two. Just go top, just go top, top two. From the three point line. Yes or no? The most underrated part of his game has, is his shooting. Has, has the mid has the midi too, right? Has the has the midi, post game post too, right? Thing. Oh, let's talk. Has, has impeccable <laughs> footwork, right? <laughs> He called oh, keep he going. Keep going. Keep going. He's athletic. People forgot about his athleticism. He's still athletic. He's still athletic. We know he can get off the floor, right? Tell me something Kyrie can't do offensively. Tell me, and I will shut up. Tell me. Tell me something he can't do. And, it, and when he wants to, when he wants to, he can pass the rock, too. Hey, when hey. he wants to. That's probably that maybe the weakest. It may be the weakest part of his game, but that's cool. He can guard. He can guard. Oh, he can guard. He can guard. I ain't saying he's the best. Like, he's the most skilled guy we have. Listen, he's the only person hey, that you know every night you're going to play. He's going to have at least two or three highlights. You're going to be like, damn. Every time. Every time. He's Every time, bro. Different. Every single time. He's different, bro. He's different. Kyrie Irving. So people, bro. Yeah. Like, we've, we've never seen Ky anything yeah. like this. And I love Kobe. I used to argue Malik all the time. Like, no, there's no way he is, bro. He's the most skilled basketball we've ever seen. Bro. And, well, and, well, hey, I, and, AI, and, so what, AI, what, what, AI what AI can, AI can do that he can do? He AI, I can yes. shoot. Listen, AI can shoot. Now, AI had to handle. AI was a good finisher for sure. But AI did not have the shot palette that Kyrie Ir Kyrie Irving is posting <laughs> six foot six, six foot eight, six foot. He posting up six ten dudes and getting whatever he wants. It's by far. Look, what do you know? Who can get to the rim has a simple lay, but just because I'm so elite at finishing, I'm a. It's like Kyrie Irving finishing. Is just as equivalent as Steph Curry's three point shot. I put, I put it that way. I put it that way. I put it that way. Like Kyrie Irving in finishing is equivalent to Steph Curry in shooting. Like there, you will never see anything like that ever again. I don't think you'll ever see another Kyrie Irving. The way that his ability to finish, and it's not just one hand, mm. it's both hands. Mm. The English, everything. Oh, come on, man. Mm. Oh, this is it's man. Oh, We've man. never seen like, anything like it. Close, bro. But back. I'm seeing you like that. Back to KD, but, like you said. Back but, to KD. But, so, let's talk. We got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets, man. Scary, scary team. Kevin Durant locked in. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving locked in. You could tell those guys have changed the culture. Jock Bond has done, done a great job changing the culture, getting those guys to buy in. And more importantly, those guys are connected, and they're, they have developed mm -hmm. a beautiful team chemistry. Talk about first the Brooklyn Nets. Talk about your pick, man. Let's talk about the season we had our first pie. We're talking before the season. Shout out to me because they came through from once they got rid of Steve Nash. Shout out to them. Secondly, KD's averaging 30, shooting 54, 56% from the field. 
Took the same from the free throw line. Crazy. And I think 35 or 36 from the three-point line. It, it, it's, it's, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me double check it, it, It's let me really double absurd. Let me keep as well. Shout out to him for not letting all of that mess deter him, deter him from his main goal, which is playing basketball and trying to win. I really admire him and his um, perseverance through all of this, man, because that was a lot. And I don't think a lot of people could have handled the, handled it the way he has bounced back from all of this. Um, uh, uh, real quick, side note, Nike has to feel really stupid. Moving along. Um, yes. Because he had the best-selling shoe at Nike, and they let him go. So he really felt stupid now. Uh, oh, but, but, but shout out to Nike. <laughs> I'm buying all them Kyrie for the low. Oh, yes, sir. Back and playing the way that I knew he was capable of playing. I used to tell people all the time, and it was like, he's done, he's done. I was like, man, just give him a chance, but like, go back and just watch him when he was in Philly before all the stuff started happening. But, bro, is a solid basketball player. He said, net picks for yeah. I said, they were a dark horse to be a contender in the East, Chase. That's what I said before the season started. Not to win it all. I said, a dark horse to be a contender in the East. Uh, don't you see? I did. Come on, man. You know who I'm talking oh, about. Watanabe. Watanabe. Shoot, 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 as great as they are, they do a lot of ISO. You know how ISO works in the playoffs at times. It's either going to be Easter family when you go ISO all the time. It's Easter family. Either we're really hot, we got it going, mm -hmm. or it's all oh, shit, we ain't got it going, what are we going to do now? So that's the only thing I worry about when it comes to them. Right. Because it's really those two and everybody else just plays off of. This is really what, it boils, mm -hmm. really what it boils down to. It's not a lot of Absolutely. movement in their offense. Other than we send a high screen, ball screen, we're going to play off of that. It's not like Golden State where everybody's constantly moving, trying to find an open shot, open layup, whatever the case may be. So I, I get concerned about that. But other than that, they're going to get people problems in a seven-game series if they stay healthy. They definitely are, man. And it's, and, it's, and it's honestly, it's refreshing to see. I think it's great for the NBA because – for so long, when this when this first when the thing when when this first came together, people were so enamored and mm -hmm. wanting this to work, you know. And this James was there, and they only had they only they played. I couldn't. You can count them on one. Won a lot of games, and the one I remember, I remember one game specifically when they played Chicago on TNT. This is when Kyrie, James, and and KD was playing, and like you said, they destroyed them. And I think people were so enamored and connected with seeing that version of Brooklyn 
And then when everything kind of just fell off and went to the wayside, you know, now injuries, of course, play the factor as well because they never got to play a lot because somebody was always hurt. But the one moment when you got to see them play together was the moment that that's what we all envisioned of what the Nets could have been. And so when James removed himself, it started being. But I think, again, the big part of what changed it was the inexperience of Steve Nash. I think Steve Nash getting that job at the way, the way that he did. And, then, again, this is no slight against Steve Nash. He did have capacity. But he jumped the gun. Like, they really they, – like, he, he jumped over a lot of hurdles to get that. And that's your first head coaching job. You get to coach Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Your very first year as a head coach. Not, not going through the ringers or going being a, you know, being a head coach in the G League or being an assistant coach. Like, you got to jump from player development. No, excuse me. You was a consultant, player consultant to head coach. And, and again, that's like being a coach and being a player is two totally different things. You know what I'm saying? It's two, it's two totally different mind frames. So, Javon has done a great job of, of changing, you know, the dynamic dynamic of that team. And like you said, those guys, man, they play, they play some good basketball right now, man. They got they on a 12-game winning streak. They hot right now. And, they, and, they, and, 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 and when it comes down to it, man, it's, yes. it's, they're beatable because they, 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 they need rim protection. I, think, I feel like they need rim protection in the playoffs. I feel like you can attack them. And like you said, if, if you can funnel them to play one-on-one -on -one basketball and you have to really just make it difficult for Kai – and for KD, and that's tough to do because, like you said, when they both got it going, it's hard to stop. But it's, it's very doable. But dark horse pick, they're tough, man. They're, and they're, they're, playing, they're, playing, they're playing some really Question. good basketball right now. So, is, know, it, is, it, is it crazy to want to think about signing Dwight Howard? I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't I – wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't call that crazy at all. I mean, because you need you just need a, you need somebody just to give you ten to fifteen minutes, just a solid ten to fifteen minutes, just to rebound, rim protect, give them, you know help you know finish around over really, here and there. But that's all they really need at this point. If they had like a Dwight Howard type, JaVale McGee type, something like that, I wouldn't. Hey, even DeAndre Jordan, I would have had DeAndre Jordan. I, I would. I would go after DeAndre. I would get him there. out but, of. Where's he at? Where's he at? I would go get him. Uh, I would, I would try to go get him and, and give him a give him a ten day and see what happens. Give him a ten, ten day and mm -hmm. see what happens and see how he reacts to it. And nothing. What could it hurt? No, I found White Side. I forgot he ain't got. He's no still out there. That's crazy. I found White Side. Still outside. So He's still outside. He's so still outside. Biggie. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, man, he's gonna get rim protection like that though. Oh, I don't, last, last no, 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 I'm gonna flip it up real quick. I had it in my head. I lost it that fast. Um, oh God, I'm old. Damn, I forgot that fast. <laughs> oh, man, you folded. Forgot that fast. Oh, that's crazy. But I would. Hey, you know, you know why? Because you still think about Donovan Mitchell scoring them seventy-one points, boy. I'm trying to tell you, man. When I, I hey man, listen, did you watch the highlights, bro? 
Listen, man. When I tell this, hey, listen, bro. It was it was incredible. Hey, and I, I I wish I wish I was at Rocket Mortgage to see that. You know what I'm saying? I wish I, I wish I could been in Rocket. Okay, I got it. I like I probably been turned. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's going to happen in things. What is going on? We What's going to happen in Phoenix? What is going on in Phoenix? Like, why are they? I know Book is hurt right now. I get that. But even when he was healthy, they were still struggling. They were still like up and down, up and down, up and down. I really want to know. I really wish we knew what was going on. Because like I told you last night, something's going on in Phoenix. That we're, they're not talking about it. They're keeping it in-house, which is as they should. But Jay Crowder never came came to camp. Yep. Never has not reported one day this season. Not one day. Just work, just on Instagram, working out every day. Yep. Andre Ayton comes back after they're trying to sign with the Pacers and the Suns match it. And he goes, they ask him, have you talked to Monty Williams all summer? And he says, no. And then they get to arguing on the sideline. Of course, Monty Williams is going to downplay it, but I'm not downplaying with the events prior that have happened. If those events, if those events before don't happen, of course I'm going to blow it away like, oh, it's nothing. But because of the things that have already happened prior mm -hmm. to I really feel like there's something going on in Phoenix, and we don't know because they have fallen apart. What I think should happen, but who do you is honestly you get rid you of blow besides it up. Chris Paul? Because you have to get rid of Chris Paul. You have to. Get, you have to. You have to. You have to, you have to trade Chris Paul for sure. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. because of his injury history. And because of the production, I'm not sure if somebody's going to be willing to take. Well, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to be willing to take. This is Chris Paul, but he is he is he's scheduled to make a and lot of money next year. <laughs> yes. Now I know the year after is not guaranteed. I do know that for sure. I know the year after is not guaranteed, and I think it's based on. I don't. I forgot. I forgot the, the stipulations of the contract the, the following year, but I know that next year's. Next year's guarantee, which is, hey, salute to Chris Paul. Get your bread at this age. Get that bread, my boy. Hey, I get your bread. Um, but it starts there. Um, the DeAndre Ayton situation, I think you're going to have to find a way to trade him. I, I now, you yeah, can't, you I, can't I know him. you yeah. can't trade him this early and trade him right now, but um, it's apparent he doesn't want to be there. You got to get him out of there. I'm pretty sure you can find something to where um, that can they, that can that can happen and that can take place. Um, Jay Crowd, of course, you got to get him out of there. He doesn't want to be there. I think it's just it's, it's a matter of man, just they've got to they've got to they got to they got. I mean, in the time being of what it is right now, like they got to figure it out. You know, and but they've got to surround. I think they have to restructure this team around Devin Booker and build it to a place of stability. Um, I Now, I do like Mikael Bridges. Johnson. I think you need to keep him. Uh, and Cam Johnson. I think, I think you keep those two because you need wing defenders. You need versatile defenders. Um, that, takes a, that takes a lot away from, from D-Book and having to, you know, to work hard on both ends. And on top of that, like, they're good, mm -hmm. they're good floor spacers as well. You know, they don't, they don't really need the ball a lot in that context. But they still have room to grow. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure, man. Like with Phoenix, man. Like what's what's the dynamic and what's really kind of gotten them to this point? Now, 
losing in, losing in the finals the way that they lost and then losing last year, uh, I think does play a factor into that as well. Because um, they got embarrassed. Like, they had, I just call it, they got embarrassed. Like, they got embarrassed last year at home, game seven. That's terrible. And that's a terrible way to go out. But the direction of the team does not look good. Is it fixable? I do think it's fixable. I feel like any situation, <clears throat> any situation is fixable over time. And prime example is the Brooklyn Nets. But they had you got to know you got to make sure you're pressing the right buttons. You got to make sure you're, you're putting and, and placing things in the right position. So I think I do think it's a fixable thing. And and in spite of they, in spite of they're still in the playoff hunt. You know what I mean? So I, now, do I think they have a chance to go to the finals? No. I think their windows. I think their windows. The windows completely closed for them. I don't think they can get any better. I don't think they can. My and Monty Williams has done a. You know, he's done a great job with his time there. I don't think it's anything to where they can just have a light switch and just cut it on and and get it. You know, get it all together. And especially when you're heavily dependent upon Devin Booker's health, because if Devin Booker's not playing, you don't stand a chance. Period. Chris Paul is just not the place. Not at a place no. in his career where he can carry. He no. cannot carry that or he cannot carry that team. He cannot carry like he yeah. he's past his he's past his prompts. So it's not even you can't ask him to do that's unfair to ask Chris Paul to do that. Now, DeAndre Ayton is talented. I think he's a talented player. I think he's a talented big. Is the mentality, is the mind frame and mindset there for him to be able to carry that responsibility? No. And the only reason why I say no, no is because no, no. I don't think no, no. he wants to be there. You see what I'm saying? I don't think he wants to be there, so I don't think he wants that responsibility with them because he doesn't want to be there. And so you kind of just got to really play with the cards that you're dealt with at this point. And I think, if anything, I would, like I said, I'm going to build around Devin Booker, Jeff Bridges, and, and Cam Johnson. And we're going we're gonna to debook, just be patient with us, but we're going to have to start from scratch. And it's gonna start by trading Chris Paul, trading Jay Crowder, tra uh, trading um and you and you um, get some DeAndre Ayton back for, for and, and, and Crowder and Paul. You get some you pieces can. back. You can. You're gonna get some pieces. Yeah, you're gonna get some pieces for sure. Absolutely, I totally agree. Totally agree with that. What What are your thoughts that on that? They made a mistake. As much as I hate saying it, because I love Chris Paul, they made a mistake by giving him all that money. Um, because, like you said, it's going to be hard for them to trade if they want to. They're not going to trade him, but if they would decide to, it'd be hard to get rid of him. People are not going to take their contract. Uh, secondly, I feel like they messed up, my personal opinion, by matching the offer with the Pacers with Aiden when he clearly did not want to be there. It was obvious when he ran to sign their contract and get away that he did not want to be there. And I think that's where it all started just to trickle down right there. When because you can watch games and you can see when people are engaged or not. I'm not. I understand these dudes are human. I hate criticizing players and stuff, but you can see when a player is engaged and playing hard, Jamal. Like I can, I can take a player missing shots, making mistakes if he's playing hard. But if you're not playing hard, that tells mm -hmm. me a lot about, about. I don't like it here. I don't want to be here. It's almost yeah. like the whole uh, when uh, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan was just tired of Chris Paul riding them all the time just constantly being on their case. And they were just like over him. Mm -hmm. So they shipped him out. Um, but I just think at some point, they're going to do something. They're going to make a move because this ain't going to work. It's not going to work. Side, 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 side note real quick. No. So it's not going to 150 points tonight, but go ahead. 
the Thunder. Without out Shea Gilgis, he didn't even play. He scored 150 points. 150 points. What? With, with they scored 100. Field, he didn't even bro, play. did we? 150 tonight. In regulation. No overtime. 150. I'm telling you, Ma, we're going to see a 200-point game. What? And they beat the Boston Celtics. Oh, game, bro. <laughs> bro, and this is, and this is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown playing out one fifty to one. It's it went crazy. It's balanced. Wow, they had seven guys in double digits. Seven. I don't know. Five people scored twenty. Yeah, one. Well, that explains it. Fifty, bro. In regulation. Wow. Didn't even play without their best player. Against the against one of the Duke, top like the Duke top the team in, 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 in the NBA. I need to trade Shay. We're a better team with that. <laughs> they better not, have to, bro. Listen, they better not. Okay, y'all better not hey, trade. Y'all better not I trade Shay. You would, better, you man, better not trade Shay. Playing like this, I wish they would. I'm just gonna be honest. I wish they would. I wish. I'm talking about two or three. Can two so he can win. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, ta I'm saying it's for personal reasons. No, 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 no. I think, I think, I, I, I don't think, I don't think they want to get traded. I think Shay likes being the top dog. With and they building that thing around him. Listen, nah, hold on, hold on, man. Just let, let, let. Okay, see, let him. Let me see what they're, they're not going, going to get. Right sure stop saying it. <laughs> You 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 know you know you, you know this league is rigged when it comes to that draft lottery. You know it's rigged, Jamal. No, man. Oh, no, no, we already know Victor. Victor's going to um, he going to second. He going to second. This league is rigged. Come on, man. You know who gonna win that lottery? Oh. Or he gonna go to Charlotte? Wow. He's going to San Antonio. Or he gonna go to Charlotte. But one one fifty, bro. That's you but that's but but you know what? Shout out to uh, shout out to them because my Cleveland Cavaliers are two games back from the top seed. So yeah, keep, yeah, we need we need Boston keep losing. Brooklyn, I don't know who's gonna be Brooklyn. Oh, matter of fact, Boston and Brooklyn play mm -hmm. next. I think they play next week, next, next Thursday. Milwaukee, we need Milwaukee to lose. And hey, hey, no, man, don't sleep my Cleveland Cavaliers now. Don't, don't sleep my Cleveland Cavaliers. And we gonna and Rubio and oh Rubio is on the way back. Yes, sir. He playing this month. Rubio playing this month too. Rubio back. We finna get Dean Wade back. We finna get my boy Dylan Willard back. I right, watch what I tell you. When we go on this, when we go on this eighteen game winning streak before before uh before you eighteen. Break. Yeah, you heard. All right. Eighteen game. Hey, we gonna right, you heard it here first. Eighteen game winning streak. Boy, you heard it. officially lost it. Jamal, oh, man, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, and speaking of which, what's up with you? Oh, okay, never mind. Your clip, your clip is all right, though. Your clip is all right. They, they mm. six seed right now. Mm. They six seed. But, oh, but don't sleep on my Golden State Warriors, though. Five-game winning streak without tell Wardell. Me, tell me Wait till Wardell get back. Five-game winning streak. They've been at home. That's why they've we been at home. We are one more. Tell them to start winning some road games. Tell them to start winning some. We're going on the road, too. I don't want to hear about the Warriors. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Don't worry 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 about it.
All right, man. We got anything else for the good people? It's good. It's a good episode per usual. Absolutely. And my apologies for smacking. Like I said, man, this this boy had to eat this dinner, man. I'm I'm starving. I was hungry. Uh, But y'all stay tuned. Hopefully. He better be on. Prayerfully. We will have our next guest either tomorrow, Thursday, or Sunday. One of those three days, we'll have our next guest. better be on here. So hopefully we make that happen. One more thing. Hot take. Brandon Miller. Number one pick in the draft. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Brandon Miller, number one pick. Over Victor. That's big talk. Over Victor. First, man. Heard it here first. Number one pick. I hope it's Jump is for him. Sure. It's not going to happen for him. Number two. Two, I slim chance number two, but but Scoop, ah uh, yeah, I ain't gonna go tie. He's three. Go He's three. I seen a draft board. He's three right now. Draft board. M three, yeah. But really, like I said, the number really don't even matter. It's get to the right fit. You're on the right team. Yeah. Right team, right fit is everything. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. But like I said, man, hopefully we can have this special guest for y'all, and he's a right. legend. Big time legend. But we're going to make sure we're going to try to make that happen. We're going to try to execute that. But, man, great episode. Got his own. Hey, man, got, just a little preview. Got his own shoe. Got his own shoe. I don't know how many, I don't know how many people we know that got their own shoe. That's dope. Created it from scratch. Like, that's super tough. You got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show love on that. But hopefully we get them on here. Man, great topic. So now y'all understand why we talk about what we talked about. And as as my as my brother just stated, OKC Thunder just scored 150 points crazy. against the Boston Celtics, which is crazy. And the Boston Celtics played everybody. Starting five: Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, who's a uh, uh, Derek White. Derek White starts. But the whole had the whole team there. Lost by a gazillion. So 150, and their best player didn't play. That's, man, so I ain't gonna tell me this. So I ain't gonna tell me this shit ain't even. All right. Man, man, well, listen, I, man, we go. Hey, we can go out there and get about ten God. points now for sure. Oh, we gotta make the point. Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan 50. played in today's 50. era, how much 50. you think he would average? Fifty. Michael Jordan averaged fifty for sure. Not even. Not, not. Not. No. No question about it. And he would score hundred points. Michael Jordan would score hundred points. If you. If you played this era, twice. I'm giving twice. I think you know what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a high take. Michael Jordan posted <laughs> 100 points in back-to-back games. Back-to-back games. And we're gonna end on that note. I'm your co-host, Jamal Richardson. To my to my to below is my brother. You don't do anything. You know how we. That's it.